Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Side chat. Here it is. Still Monday, September 18, 2023. We're back with part two. That's right. Because we got two weeks worth of questions here. That uh, we got two weeks worth of questions. I still got week. stories mm-hmm. I can dish out. We got shit to talk about, man. You know the burp in the closing seconds, the last one. I made a uh, homemade burgers with right. ground up bacon and chunks of cheddar cheese in the burger. Yeah. Yeah. That's. A glorious life decision, just so you know. I was, uh, I had the, uh, PWHL draft on in the background. Okay. While I was making dinner. I was like, well, I need something to do. So I pressed and made dinner listening to the draft. It lasted for five hours, by the way, which was bullshit. How many rounds were there? Uh, 15, 15 rounds with six picks in a round. Took forever. They only televised the first four, and then they YouTube streamed the rest, but they didn't have the commentary. So the people would come up and make a pick and then just sit in silence for fucking 20 minutes at a time. But, you know, whatever. Had to happen, I guess. PHF got fucked, as we all expected, because, you know, he's dumb. But what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? No, I do appreciate you uh, taking the time to answer those questions that I have when all of that originally went down. Because um, obviously, as someone, you know, an outsider to these organizations and, um, you know, to women's hockey in general, it's, uh, you know, you, we only really know whatever source we follow, what they provide. So thanks for clearing some of that stuff up. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I know that, it's, uh... that really sucks. It, it does. I, I don't know. We, Women's sports in general, just, uh, I, I just, I feel for it. it's, it is always such a good product and just so underappreciated. And these, you know, you know, these, these athletes are, you know, the best in the world at what they do. And it's a shame that, uh, that it's not as followed. Yeah. And the fucking, you know, the, the whole, I, the, the, I mean, I don't know. Still don't have great feelings about it. I think it's a lot better than it was in some of the rumors that first came out when the league, you know, launched. Um, you know, it seems like it's in a better direction. You know, they gave Boston a team, which is good, because that was one of the cities they were going to kick out originally, which is fucking asinine to think about that you would not have hockey in Boston. But, uh, you know, seems like it's better. A lot of the PHF players got screwed in the draft, which was, you know, expected, but... You know, I guess I feel kind of better about this overall than I did leading up to it, but it's funny. They're talking about this like it was some monumental occasion, like women have never played hockey before in this draft. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's such a legendary day. Women have a league now. And it's like, there have been multiple leagues for years. What the fuck are we doing here? But, um, you know, mm-hmm. winners write the history books is the saying on that one. And, the you know, PWHPA is dunking their balls on the corpse of the PHF. Or they're non-existent balls, I guess, because they're in you know, women's league. But you know, oh man. Well, 
Let me tell you about my uh, about that. We talked a little bit on part one here uh, about. Did I have to anything? Uh, did I have to edit anything out of the first episode? I don't think so. No, we were good. Yeah. Um, this What's the, the worst that could happen? Nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. Um. But the you know obviously like I said missing last week. You know my wife getting the the Phillies tickets. Uh, our neighbors uh, were victims of the same thing. They bought tickets for the, you know, the Thursday night ga- or the Thursday game. Um, and, you know, obviously get moved, you know, gets moved to Monday night. So we carpooled down. Now, Stephanie gets pretty car sick in the back seat. So she was super worried that she was going to not sit, not get to sit in the front if I didn't drive. So I was like, all right, well, I'll drive. And they were like, well, we're bringing our baby. And then I was like, all right, well, there's definitely not enough room in, the, in my car for a car seat and four adults. So I was like, all right, unfortunately, we're going to have to do this. Um, so when my neighbor's wife said, Shane, what, you can sit up front. I was like, all right, well, if you're not going to sit up front, uh, do you mind if I, I will just let Steph sit up front? Um, and you know, my neighbor's wife and I will sit in the back with the baby. Now I thought I was being a gentleman because this woman's already giving up the front seat in her own car for my fucking wife. So I sat in the middle seat in the back next to this. Did you know babies face the opposite direction in a car? Yeah. I think until they're a certain age, right? Their car seats backwards. I didn't know. I don't I don't know how anything works with with a child, but it stares at you the whole time. It's fucking uncomfortable. So <laughs> there's me in the middle seat. On the right of me, there's this backwards facing baby. And then to the left of me is my neighbor's wife. Now, we've been around this kid before. You know, we've lived here for a little over a year now, right? So it's not like she's unfamiliar with me, but she's not been in in this close of proximity without distraction of any kind um so we get about 30 minutes in to our drive into the city and this baby starts to fucking lose it i have never heard such horrific screams in my life she started sweating there was snot coming out of everywhere i didn't know what to do and they're both just driving like it's white fucking noise. And I'm just like, I was like, do you want to like, which I'm sitting here trying to like, <laughs> I'm like petting its stomach. Like it's a dog. And I was like, it's all right. How do, how, do, how do you talk to a baby? Can I talk to it like a person or do I got to talk to it like a, like a, like a baby? And she's like, Oh, she'll stop. It's okay. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to stop. It went on mm. forever. We ended up having to pull over at one point. So we pull over and she's, you know, uh, you know, my neighbor's wife, she sits and she goes, oh, my God, she is like burning up. So she takes her out the car and she goes, I wonder if she like got sick or something. Well, she's fine. She's just fucking she's a baby. So who the fuck knows what's going on? So, you know, we get back into the car again. I'm in the middle seat. Kid starts fucking screaming again. So now I pull one of these guys. I lean up in the middle seat. And I just start talking to my neighbor and to my wife, who are both sitting in the front seat, calm and comfortable, the assholes that they are. I'm leaning 
all the way up like this. Now, neighbor's wife is leaning over my back to get to the kid, which means Sounds like I have nipples sexy just dragging. Or something. Yeah. It's horrible. I just have nipples dragging along my back, and like they're like mommy nipples. So like those fuckers are sharp. They are like they're not designed for anything other than for child milk consumption. Like it was aggressive, and I'm just like she's sitting here petting the kid. And like trying to talk down and I'm sitting here wondering why my dick's getting hard. And I'm like, why is this? Ha- this shouldn't be this way. So I'm sitting here trying to, 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 you know, hold conversation with my, my buddy whose wife is just sexually harassing me. And then my wife who isn't sexually harassing me. So we're, we're talking this out. And finally, she's like, all right, we've, we've got to pull over again. We got to, we got to figure this out. So I'm like, well, here's an idea. Like maybe you sit next to the kid so she doesn't have to stare at my ugly mug. And I don't have to have you just dragging over top of me like this. I was like, so why don't we pull one of these guys? So, you know, we sit there and we go through this whole experience, right? And, uh, you know, it, it, she cries the last hour of the way down. We pull into the parking lot, stops crying instantly. I wanted to put that baby down. I was so fucking angry. And she's usually such a good kid. So, like, it was... It, I'm like, all right, well, whatever. This is probably uncharted territories. So now we're, you know, despite the fact that we drove down to this game together, our seats weren't in the same place. Like we just happened to have tickets on the same game. So we go to our seats, they go to theirs, and we're texting throughout the game. And, you know, my neighbor's just sitting there saying, oh, no, baby's been fine the whole game. No spaz outs, no nothing. She's like, she's involved in the game or or like into the game. She's like, so, you know, I think we're going to be fine on the way home. She's probably just going to sleep. So for nine innings of baseball, this kid was totally fine. They beat us to the car. Baby's fine. I get into the car. Steph gets into the car. Baby starts screaming. An hour drive home is a quicker drive home than down there, mercifully. This kid would not stop. So my question is, what is the appropriate action to take on a baby that won't stop crying what would you do would it just uh i don't know barrel rolled up the car door about halfway through because i wouldn't have taken it thank you i was and and i'm not saying like look i've had a decent run i'm not going to kick the kid out no you can't do that exactly that kid's still got potential i don't (laughs) so my whole thing was because I'm now leaning on the door on the outside and I'm like, when he takes these hard turns, like we're not, you know, buckled in. There was, everything was so tight in the back seat. I'm like, yeah, this is fine. And I'm like, would it be the worst thing if this door flung open right now? And I went out in the middle of the road and died in oncoming traffic. I think it'd be more pleasant. Honestly, I listened to, uh, Stephen King's audiobook on writing and he tells the story about, and, and if you have never heard this story, uh, or ever read this book, I highly recommend both. He was walking on the side of a road one day, as he does all the, uh, you know, every day, uh, and a car hit him, and like his entire pelvis like rotated around. He broke all these bones, and it, it was a, you know, a fucking nightmare. It sounds more pleasant than sitting next to a screaming toddler for two hours, and then having to be, you know, in Citizens Bank Park for a Phillies Braves game. My head was going to fucking explode oh yeah i would have had a 
migraine of unspeakable I, proportions afterwards. Yeah. Dude, that next, I, I did not get out of bed until almost noon the next day. I was just, I was done. Anyway, lay into some questions. Right, we got uh, two weeks worth of questions here to barrel through. So. This person says, uh, fly your side chat. You two bicker like an old married couple on many asinine topics. But you strike gold in mysterious ways. As a historian of pornography, oh, God. who is eligible for a PhD, I need to come up with a dissertation for my doctoral thesis. I had nothing until I heard your show. The 1970s were a magical time for porn, where the films were raw and the bush was thick on men and women. And it was glorious, in all capital letters. Sometime in the late 1980s, though, a revolution took place, and all of a sudden, pubic hair was gone. Persona non grata. Maybe a landing strip here and there, but overall, balder than Mr. Clean. A clear cut of the dense jungle. Even the mighty porn stashes went the way of the dodo bird. I yeah, am study- how did the porn stash ever go away? That seems like if there's ever an appropriate time for one, it's there. Yeah. Hmm. I'm studying this change extensively during my office hours at a well-known college and have been watching thousands of hours of footage from many genres. The hair disappears in the mall. You two have unknowingly stumbled on the answer. Gray pubes! As porn stars aged, uh, those that did not succumb to various venereal diseases no doubt saw their foliage turn gray. To stay relevant and employable, the answer was simple. Get rid of the pubes. You are both amazing. Do you have any idea how many porn sites the college will have to reimburse me for now that I've done my research? May God bless you both. I'm so glad that we could help you out. Uh, and you're doing the Lord's work right now, going through and doing some studying on on something like this. Um, first of all, we, look, we've talked at nauseam on this stuff. Big fan of the bush. It's a horrible day when you when you... Also, let's talk about this for a second because I don't really know. Um, you know, haven't really dabbled in the uh, in the same teamwork like you have. Is it the same? Are dudes just out there like are, for the dude on dude action? Like, are you guys out there just hardwooding it? Um, there's a decent amount. Yeah, that's so weird. It's so weird. And like, what's the purpose? Because it's not like, like, once you're inside someone, everyone's pretty fucking aware of how big you are. Like, who are you fooling? Uh, maybe it's, uh, like, I don't know, just cleanliness related, right? You want to look good for the camera? Hardwoods? Yeah. No. Dude, unless it's like, unless you've just like shaved and like moisturized and done all the things, like there's going to be, you're going to see like the hair follicle ends and it's going to look like someone like, you know, you know, the guys who are getting, uh, the hair implants. And at first, you know, when they, they go ahead and they, they dot all these little hairs in on your head, they can see, you can see where the, the hairs were, you know, in inputted into someone's skull to begin that growth process and it looks fucking weird that's what bald pubic areas look like because it just looks like there's these meticulously placed hair stub follicles just all over it's fucking strange 
I don't get it, man. Just keep a bush. Just keep a bush. It's amazing. Also, there is, and this is not the same for for dudes, I guess it, it doesn't really work out that way. But especially for women, like, they're, most women are shaving, you know, almost everything. Um, but if you shave almost everything and you keep a bush, there's like a, it's like a belt on a dude. Like suits look weird without belts. I'm sorry. I don't understand. I don't care how good a shape you're in and how all these, like there's a reason something goes across the middle of your body and separates your top from your body. It, it's a necessary fashion item. It makes sense. It makes an outfit look good. Same thing with women. They wear those weird-ass dresses and have a, a non-functional belt that goes across their stomach to hide themselves. For what? I don't know. But it's separate. It, there's a definitive upper body and lower body thing. Same fucking thing with the bush, Dan. It looks glorious. It separates things. It's wonderful. Okay. Point of this whole thing is, let me read your dissertation. Uh, or let me be in the room when you present it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Big fan of the bush. And also, like, make hair dye for bush just a little more readily available. Maybe a little more discreet if needed. Would it not just be the same thing as, like, a... You know what? I actually don't know. <laughs> I just... What do you think? I guess, I guess so, right? I mean, probably. At least, like, a beard stuff, right? Just for men kind of thing. Oh my god, I don't, I'm, I don't even I don't even think I thought about that. Good call. Good call. I, I don't even fear this anymore. <laughs> I could just sit here with a little little, little just comb. for men action. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Christ. Uh this person says, Did aliens build the Egyptian pyramids? Why? When did we turn into a conspiracy podcast? We've been talking about flat Earth for years now. It just drives me crazy, man. Um, I always think that's a fucking fascinating topic. Because, like, what the fuck else were Egyptians going to do back then besides build shit? They didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, they had nothing else to do and just copious <laughs> amounts of slave labor. Like, yeah, you're going to build shit, right? Like, yes. I don't know. Is it really that inconceivable to believe that if I just threw you on a desert island with, you know... Eventually. Yeah. Eventually you're going to build you'd shit. You'd be fine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I... What's more likely? Fucking little green men came down and built shit for the Egyptians, or the Egyptians were bored with slave labor and decided to build some dumb shit. Well, aliens like... definitely exist. Um, but they did not build the fucking pyramids. Because you're right, man. Like, I... Left to your own, like, just what else is there to do? Yeah. You know, aliens coming down. And if an alien did come down, you think they'd build shit for us? No. Let's come down and build pyramids rather than probe their butts Yeah, let's and build one of the yeah. wonders of the world. Fuck off. <laughs> and build one of the wonders of the world and not take credit for it. Fuck no. Yeah. No, aliens do not build the pyramid. Uh, this person says, uh, have you ever tried eating a hot dog between two ice cream sandwiches? 
No, I also don't like ice cream. Mm, I cannot say that I have none. Uh, this person says, which fast food restaurant has the best chicken nuggets? Hmm. Chicken nuggets is not something you get readily in places like that. I don't ever get chicken nuggets anywhere. I'm trying to think right now. I do know I was at Wawa in the spring because okay. the one in Quakertown moved like up the street. They built a new one because the old one yes. was fucking sketchy as shit. Yes. But uh, they put it there and it's in front of my... It's in a strip mall that's in front of the strip mall with my tax lady in it. So I was there in the spring, and when they opened it up, because I used to like their burgers, and they had a some kind of chicken sandwich on a pretzel bun that I tried, and the chicken okay. was pretty fucking good. It was like a breaded chicken breast. So I assume uh, it's Wendy's, I yes. guess, considering it's one of the few things I have reference for off the top of my head. Sure. Um, so I'm trying to think, because most places, if you're doing chicken nuggets, like it's just a bunch of different chicken parts like ground up together with other shit like i almost feel like you're not judging the chicken as much as you are judging the seasoned breading and the crisp yeah right how how great they can cover it up (laughs) exactly like like yeah just how sexy can we make this very unsexy thing um and i'm trying to think like in terms of of breading, like it might be Wendy's because if, if and correct me if I'm wrong here, it's been so long since I've had any of that stuff, but they do have like a like a relatively seasoned, almost spicy kind of a breading. Yeah, do they good, not? It was a good chicken sandwich. Yeah. So that's what I thought. Yeah. So I would assume that, but look, I'm not opposed to trying chicken nuggets from everywhere that you guys recommend and then letting you know for certain which is the best so i saw a commercial at kfc as chicken nuggets now i actually i used to really like kfc chicken when i was like younger before i i i think it was like probably right when the chain kind of moved up this way um but i remember my first time having it i was in the outer banks i was like 12 years old uh and they still had popcorn chicken which Popcorn chicken is like, that's like crack if you do it well. It's, you know, you get, uh, you know, some chicken that's fine, um, but you get like very, very crispy, uh, like seasoned bits. And it's just, it's like the perfect snack. Um, and their, their chicken, their chicken sandwiches, their popcorn chicken even was really good. I cannot speak to it now. But 22 years ago, it was great. Oh, that's right. I texted in a question this week that I stole from someone on Twitter because I think it's an interesting talking point. Okay. Uh, uh, I said, would you rather have a uh, would you rather would you rather have season tickets to your favorite sports team or a home theater setup of equal value to watch the games from home? Oh, home theater value at home. See, I think that's a depending on the sport kind of thing. Football, I think, is a home sport. That's fair. Because I think in this so day think... and age, it's just it's covered so well that it's much better at home than it is on TV. Yes. Baseball, for me, is a live sport. I can't do baseball on TV. So, 
my whole thing is my what will make this argument for me always is am I willing to miss other postseason games? Because if you if you have season tickets, you also have postseason tickets, uh, you know, for these teams as well. Now, I agree. Uh, football, I, I never go and watch live. Um, that being said, I still badly want to do like a full college tour of like huge rivalry games because it just the environment looks amazing. Um, like I feel like that's something everybody should kind of you know experience at some point. But like hockey, postseason, like playoff hockey is. I, hands down it's my favorite thing in sports hockey's a live sport yeah hockey is a live sport and I, I i mean i love i love watching the games live i love being down there um uh, hockey I mean, is not, either one i could do hockey on tv or live i my thing is i can't bring myself to miss the other games that are on tv like i need to have the ability to watch all of the games going on that evening um I honestly think the only one that if I were to choose, it would be basketball because I don't give a shit about the NBA and I don't give a shit about anyone else in the NBA outside of the Sixers. So like if I had to go, I would say, okay, well, I would choose the NBA, I would choose the Sixers, and I would just be miserable for five, six months like every other Sixers fan, losing the second round, and then just come home and be here for all the hockey playoffs. Um, But baseball, I cannot miss baseball postseason games either. Baseball postseason and hockey postseason for me are like, it's it's like crack. I just can't, can't do it, but, um, or can't miss it, I mean. Um, but yeah, I, I still think, um, and I've I've toyed with this idea with Steph as well. Um, I love, I do love this. We just talked about this in the previous episode. I love this first floor area and how it's built right now. It's very entertainment friendly. Um, it's a great, just entertaining spot. It's not used nearly enough, and because it's not used nearly enough, I, I really, I would not mind turning this into a home theater, like a good home theater, Um, both for movies and for, uh, and for, for, you know, for sporting events and things like that. But I don't know. Good question though. Yeah. That was one that I thought we could uh, bring here and. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, bum, 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 bum. This guy says, Hey guys, unintentionally, I haven't been in touch with my family and friends recently as I've been in a bit of a pickle. Sorry, saying pickle sounds a bit dramatic. <laughs> what I mean to say is, I'm facing a shitstorm of nearly incalculable, bull, incalculable, bull, in, incalculable proportions. Easy enough for me this time. Such that everything as I've worked for is slowly crumbling to dust around me. This is getting sad. I considered seeking advice from various professionals to map out a coherent and wholesome strategy to navigate this unwanted fuckfest. <laughs> but then, I realized that would be hard as shit. 
Today, I knew I had to take urgent action. I consumed all of the drugs I had on hand and decided to text you guys for life advice. I feel like it's most of our audience that texted into this show, if we're being totally honest. Has My question be. is, would you please describe to your listeners the photo I have sent you? Follow-up <laughs> Question: Do you guys think if you use my last, uh, do you guys think if I use my last remaining twenty dollars to buy that, I'll wear it, all of my problems will disappear? I mean, the guy's a stud on and off the ice, even if certain podcast moguls won't admit it. Dan, <clears throat> whatever. All right, what's the picture? It's a guy wearing a Svetch Happens shirt. Oh, sweet Jesus! I do not believe that's Svetchnikov himself. It is not. That's going to cure all your life problems? You're probably better spending it on the drugs. I, I would spend it on, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I would spend that on drugs. I'm just sitting here thinking about it. Like, I'm not, and I'm not saying go do <laughs> drugs, people. I'm just saying it's probably a better buy than that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'd agree. You got a pubic hair in the mouth again? Something like that. Yeah. Well, see? If you just went with hardwoods. <laughs> Fucking weird, dude. And dicks are weird looking. Like, there's just, there's so few, like, I would imagine there's so few good looking dicks. Yeah. You just need some hair. Yeah. Just, it's, 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 I'm just saying. I have to have hair, especially because I still have, you know, I still have that ADP. So I got that above dick pouch called. It's back. like having a beard and it covers your double chin kind of thing. Oh, it doesn't doesn't hide the fact that I have it there. It just makes it a little more palatable. I feel so fucking bad for Steph every time she sees me naked. <laughs> Even now, after the 25 pounds loss, knowing mm. <laughs> and this bitch. I sit there, like I said, being down anywhere from 17 to 25 pounds, depending on when you're listening to these episodes. Um, you know, she sits there and she's like, oh, good, only 60 more to go. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, you can't just say good job. Like, she's just like, yeah, it ain't good yet. Again. <laughs> uh, this person says, Dan and Shane, quick, I need your best stock advice. Oh, sweet Jesus. I mean, first of all, yeah, we asked this question uh, nine days ago now at this point, so hopefully it wasn't that quick. So! <laughs> <laughs> Best stock advice. I don't know, bro. People do that shit for me. Uh, that is the truth. Yeah. I pay people that are a lot smarter than me to manage that kind of shit. Real estate. Yeah. I still think that's the safest thing ever. Your best stock advice. Oh, find someone that you deeply trust. Vet the shit out of them. And don't watch their moves. Once they once they take over your portfolio, let them at it. They're going to lose some shit every once in a while, and you need to not get on their dick about things. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I got no stock advice for you, bruh. Uh, this person says, if you could undo one decision in your podcasting career, what would it be? Uh, hmm. One decision in your <sighs> podcasting career. 
that immediately sticks out for podcasting. I feel like if you said website, oh my god, I could do a fucking nine-hour show on that topic alone. But hey, Mike Babcock's writing you and uh, writing you something right now, so you'll have something to put up. Um, honestly, uh, I don't know that I ever would have done it. Um, you know, I think. Uh, I met a lot of really cool people. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but I think running my own network was something that I, we've talked about this before, dude. I just have a tremendous amount of respect for how you've been able to do this with the amount of disappointment that you must suffer year in and year out from co-hosts um, or from writers, everything, you know, like immediately. And I, I feel really bad for this. And I feel like anyone who listened and followed my other network uh, or networks really I won't even have to say the name, but there was a particular person who made me shut my network down because they were so fucking illiterate. <laughs> I was so angry every, and they were my most committed and enthusiastic, uh, writer and, and podcast host, but they were like unemployable. And I, I, I love the kid to death, but I couldn't do it anymore. And it, it, affected me so deeply that I legitimately I messaged everyone more or less on a whim and said we're shutting this shit down I'm done um, and it was at the time I think there was 11 different shows on my network and I just shut them all down and said if you want to go succeed go succeed elsewhere but I'm done um, so yeah <laughs> it's just I think that was my my biggest regret um you know, not, I knew immediately before I even hired the kid that it was a bad idea. Um, but I'm a romantic and when someone demonstrates a lot of passion as this kid did, it's, I want to get, cause it's chance. easy to get excited about that though. And oh yeah, there are people that have worked in this brand over the years that are illiterate, but they're the most excited about it. Yep. And it's frustrating because you want, you want to have somebody that's at and, your level and is excited and wants to be part of the brand and consume stuff. Yeah. But when you have to go through and, you know, there have been articles it's, that I have had to edit from people that I've had like a stroke at like the second paragraph. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm not doing it. That's that. And that's the point that I was at. So and even things like that, like I don't. I don't care that you're illiterate when I hire you. I care that you're still illiterate a year later. Yeah. You know, like you need to show a modicum of, of growth. Um, and I, you know, I, I was not. And it just wasn't there. Best writer when I started, but I had Wes Herman. Who I guess he's still out there somewhere. He was a Penn State graduate in journalism. And I would write something. He would edit it. And then I would reread it and learn all the shit that he made and corrections that he made. And I kind of learned how to do things properly through that technique. You know, so when I do that for these people now... You know, if I go through and edit your stuff, like I would want them to do the same thing I do. Read it, learn your changes and learn the corrections that I give you and then do yep. it. And they fucking don't. And it drives me nuts. I used to, I used to call this kid and I would be like, he'd submit me an article. It'd be like 11 o'clock at night. And stupidly before I was going to go to sleep, I would read it. So I'd open it up and I'd start reading it and I would just get fucking irate. 
at how badly it was written. The content itself, if you could get through everything, was always pretty good. But it was just, there's no way that you can, like at the end of the day, and we've talked about this before because you did it, we're basically rewriting the whole article for them, yep. and that's not yep. that's not okay. So I used to call him at like eleven fifteen at night, I, you know, because he would always text me and say, "Hey, I, you know, I emailed you over a piece. Let me know what you think." Um, and you know, fifteen minutes later, I text him back and I said, "You got time for a call?" So jump on a call, and I was like, "I want you to pull this up, read it out loud." I'm gonna pull it up too. Read it out mm-hmm. loud to me exactly yeah. as it is written. Yeah, and he's like not a problem so he does it and he starts reading it and he and it, like a lot of people do you read what you know you want to say but it isn't what the article says yes yeah so they'll like you know, he could coast through it in part relatively literally so i know that the, the, that he knows what he wants to say but i'm like that's not exactly what it says i was like i need you to to read this exactly as you've written it Every grammatical error, every spelling error, every run-on sentence, every bad fucking thing that you put in here. Read it exactly what it's like. Then when we get to the end of this, tell me if you think that it's ready to go on a fucking website. Uh, you know, and it's it was just one of those types of things where you know you do that ten times for someone, and you know then you sit there and you say, let's jump on a you know on a on a Zoom call. We'll share screens, and I'm going to let you watch me edit this. Then I'm going to, you know, the next time you're going to edit it and I'm going to jump on and I'm going to watch you go line by line and edit it. And it just never got better. And it was just one of those things. And it's heartbreaking because they care. You know, it's always the ones that care the most that unfortunately, you know, when they don't have the skills, that's what's heartbreaking. Um, and mercifully, this kid is is latched on somewhere else and he's still able to do, you know, what he what he really enjoys to do. And. Um, and that, that's, look, that's what it's all about. Someone else has a little bit you know, more patience and tolerance and probably a better coach than I was, uh, in terms of the writing stuff, but, um, and the podcasting stuff that just was never going to be something I could do. The thing, like this, going back to the original question here, the undue decisions in your podcasting career, like the thing is I never had aspirations to get into any of this stuff. It yeah, just kind either. of happened. So. Same. A lot of the times, like, if I could undo it, I would have left O&B a lot sooner than I did. Because sure. I fucking hated my experience there. A vast majority of it, anyway. And, but I look at it now and I'm like, because I didn't know what I wanted a brand to be like, what I wanted Brotherly to be like when I launched this stuff, I was able to deal with the experiences from previous stops and learn what it is that I liked and what I didn't like. Absolutely. And I carried the stuff that I liked and the stuff that I didn't like. I said, ah, we're changing this and we're doing it my way. You know, and that's kind of, it it helps develop an idea of what you want if you did not know what you want. So as, you know, as much as I hated my time there and at the previous website, you know, it was, it, it ultimately shaped what became of this network because I learned what I didn't want to do. So, you know, as far as those decisions go, especially sticking to solely the podcast, I don't know if there's one above all else that I think about and go, hmm, you know, I, I wish I could undo that. And I think that's extremely applicable to everything in life. Like, you got to fail and you got to hate some shit before you can learn how to succeed and learn how to love some shit. Um, 
and it's uh man it's uh it's a process and you know you you do you spend probably as much time doing things that you really don't want to do for people you really don't want to do it for uh to really understand what it is you're looking for and what makes you tick what makes you happy um and ultimately what makes you you like your style of doing something so when we talk about podcasting you know i i think one of the one of my biggest regrets was you know running a network that covered all four sports covered movies covered books um and i was on every show um you know not unlike yourself and it was the type of thing where it was like hmm, one host should not be on all these shows you know this is this is meant to you know because every show started sounding the same um and ultimately you know, that, that that just didn't work. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah. So that's uh, the podcasting yep. decision I would undo. Is I think the other, other podcast. Show significantly earlier in my life than I did. The other one I would undo is I, I really miss doing the Gentleman podcast. That is... Um, and obviously, you know, I, I feel like our listeners, the the real ones, the ones who listen every week, the truly diseased people. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I look at I look at my history in podcasting, and I say, I really uh, I don't need to be talking sports. Um, you know, it's something that doesn't bring me a whole lot of joy any longer. Um, God, there's a whole other fucking topic I could go on these days. And I think that's the thing, you know, I really enjoy talking life topics. I enjoy talking my life experiences. Um, you know, obviously we do it, you know, on this show from a loosely comedic, absurdist, absurdist uh, view and style. But I actually like doing it for the purposes of, of sharing and connecting. Um, and that's what the Gentleman Podcast offered me. Um and that I really, really dug. Yeah, I think it's where the existential crisis about this brand that I had was just coming to the realization that, like, I just don't care about the Flyers anymore. I just don't care. There's not a single ounce of my being that I, I accredit to this team anymore. We've reached that stage where it's not even fun anger anymore. Now it's just sad it's just sure. this this is a train off the tracks with no way back on. And well, that you know, no, we're not even going to get into this one. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They're never going to fucking be able to figure their shit out cuz you got a bunch of fucking dumbasses running this team even still. <laughs> and it's just uh you know, the how much longer can I talk sports has been a uh, constant living in the back of my mind for the last few months now. Yeah, it's um you know, I, I think I think it's just hard in this market. Um, it's an oversaturated market for media as is. Um, we are just uh, a, a brutal fucking fan base. Uh, and that's across the board for all four sports. You know, being in media, uh, you know, and, and even just being a fan of these teams, it's an exhausting experience. Um, you know, you see it with the Eagles were two and oh, and people are still miserable. Um, myself included, you know, very unhappy with how things look. We shouldn't be, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's a, it's a really difficult 
uh, it's a really difficult thing. Um, but you know, I, I still think, and I was just talking to Steph about this, you know, I think a big part of, I, I think a big part of what is ultimately going to make a lot of people's financial success in some capacity is learning how to earn a second stream of income. It doesn't have to be a ton, but something each month online, you know, and whether that is a a, a YouTube channel, whether it, sure, uh, you know, porn, OnlyFans, um, eBay, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, your eBay sales, running, it's just finding a source of income where there is limitless potential to do so, finding your niche, niche, niche to do that um you know it's i think that's going to be a really critical thing for people you know going forward because of of what the internet is now um and because of what people's consumption desires are um people want content people want more things you know to do virtually that, that that they can sink their teeth into and people can tell when you're authentic and passionate about what it is that you're talking about and they can tell when you're not Um, you know, and like I said, for, for me, you know, this show and, and, uh, the gentleman podcast are by far my best experience on podcasts because I'm not talking about sports the whole time. Yeah. Great question though. That, that another one. Um, Wait, we're gonna go back to this fucking critical area. This shot some of these other questions. This person says, "Who gives a better lap dance, Dan or Shane?" Gotta be Dan. That's gotta be me. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine I... Shane's cottage cheese sweaty asshole rubbing up against you? No, thank you. Yeah, no one needs that no. right now. I will say that I have, like I said, I, I used to. Uh, I feel like I've told this story before, but you know, running that movie theater. Uh, for the years that I did and magic Mike came out and my friend texted me and said, Hey, come in and do a strip tease for us before the, the midnight show trailer start or whatever. Said she was in theater, uh, theater 12. So I walked in, went to the middle row where she said, that, you know, that she was, but it's pitch black in there. Me and my buddy, we started doing a strip tease and this is when I was in shape. So, you know, I had like abs, big shoulders. Um, you know, like I, I looked good. Um, you know, and I've always been able to dance. We've talked about that too. So, it was a quality show. Turns out she was in theater 21, not theater 12. Oops. So I did this for a bunch of fucking strangers that had no, they thought it was part of the fucking show. They were like, this is the best. <laughs> um, so I think there was a time. Like yeah. Exactly right. So there was a time where I would say it was me. But Dan's right. If I gave you a lap dance now, one, you'd have to be, you'd have to sign a waiver in case I fell onto you because I couldn't support my own body weight any longer. <laughs> So like a part of my body is going to give out. Like you would also Shane have blows to blows his Achilles out and that that's exactly right. Like I just don't think Can you think get off of world. me, please? No, you don't no, understand. I can't. I can't. Like I sit there and I think back to like when I don't, I feel like people might remember this since it's relatively recent, but Patrick Mahomes dislocated his kneecap on a Monday night football game or a Sunday night football game and he was trapped 
laying on top of an offensive lineman because he couldn't move because his knee is facing a different direction. Mm. And he's just lying there and waving to the sidelines. There's nothing that fat guy uh, you know can do underneath <laughs> him. But lay there and wait it out. That is exactly what would happen to uh, the person, the recipient of a Shane lap dance would be. I'd pop an Achilles. I'd fall on them. I'd start sweating and crying profusely. And we would just have to lay there and wait it out until a hospital truck came to get me off them. And they would just have to be okay with that. And if they sign that waiver, they fucking deserve it because I'm disgusting. So, yeah, it's got to be Dan at this point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this person says, what inspired your love of loves, loves, is that plural? Loves of cooking. Had to be a better way to phrase that, but. Well, I don't know, because you love cooking, too. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you love it, but do you? I don't know. Like, I know you cook. I but... guess. Okay. I enjoy it. It is 1,000%, you know, one of my favorite skills and one of my favorite hobbies. Um, I feel like what inspired it, though, was just, like, I needed to do it, and thus I'm going to be good at it, versus, you know... Sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. a culinary career or something. I'm like, you know, I have to be an adult. I have to feed myself, so I may as well be good at uh, cooking rather than just, you know, living off box mac and cheese or something. <laughs> um, Make so my own damn mac and cheese with elbow pasta. You're a real dick for that. Um... So for me, um, I don't give my parents very much credit for anything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not super close with family years of therapy. I don't give them credit for anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for me, um, you know, we grew up with, you know, not a lot, so we were pretty poor. Um, you know, so we didn't really have the luxuries that a lot of, People that I grew up around did, you know, like a lot of other people were ordering takeout all the time. They were going out to dinner and, um, you know, they, they just, they never really had to want for things. Um, we had to be smarter, you know, so it was always cheaper to feed a family of four if we grocery shop for our own stuff. Um, you know, and if we, you know, understood, I realize the irony of this now, but understood portion size, um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, so they both, they both, you know, cooked, uh, they worked opposite schedules. My dad was a musician. My mom, uh, worked in a hospital. So, um, you know, my dad would cook the first and second meal of the day and my mom would cook the, you know, the, the dinner, um, you know, and then vice versa on, you know, their, their opposite shifts and such. But as a kid growing up, I remember being like, they're really good cooks. And I remember it was one of the, it was the very very few times that I saw either of them genuinely happy was in the kitchen. Um, and I never really understood it as a kid. Now, as I got older, I realized that they weren't good cooks. They were just, they were just happy doing it. Um, and it was something that, like you mentioned, like it's a necessary skill to have in some capacity. And I think that they each took a lot of pride in knowing that their food was enjoyed by their kids or by their partner Um, you know, or whomever might've been eating at the house. Um, and I remember not having a whole hell of a lot of positive childhood memories, uh, or family memories of any kind. Um, but the ones that I do have almost always involved food. Um, so that kind of stuck with me. Um, 
And, you know, I started teaching myself how to cook. Um, as my parents got busier and were starting to work multiple jobs when, you know, things you know, became more expensive, some of that responsibility fell to me, uh, you know, to, to cook for not only myself, but for my younger sister, um, you know, and so I started cooking, um, you know, and then my mother, you know, fucking asshat that she is, but, uh, she sits there and she tells me one day, Shane, you're not much to look at. <laughs> Neither's your dad. You're probably not going to have a lot of skill in life. So if you're going to ever going to have a long-term, you know, relationship, you're probably going to have to learn how to cook or learn a skill. Uh, and <laughs> so, uh, I, I figured, okay, well, you know, there are a lot of things that people don't do anymore and cooking was one of them. And I remember for the girl I was dating in high school and through the early college years, uh, I would consistently cook us really nice dinners. None of her friends had ever had their partners cook for them. And that was like that one thing that I always had that one bit of mystery. So that was the biggest thing for me was, was growing up that way. So that's uh that long diatribe. That is where my love of cooking originated. Yeah. I just had to do it. And in true Dan, the flyer fan fashion, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be the goddamn best at it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. <sighs> yeah. Was that the last one? I feel like I missed one earlier. Where the fuck? Take a look. I did skip that one. I won't talk about what the fuck. Why not? This person says, thoughts on legalizing weed. Yeah, do it. Go for it. Absolutely. If your political opinion, like, I don't want to talk about this shit on this stupid show, but if your political opinion somewhere in there is, weed is bad. Like, fuck, I cannot take anything else you say seriously if we're still holding that stance in 2023. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I, I think the biggest thing for me is if you legalize that, you, you know, and, and just and decriminalize it, I do sit there and I'm just like, do you realize just how much safer you've made this? You have so many people that, you know, a year that are, you know, that have laced marijuana and, you know, their their lives are ending or dramatically changed for the worse because they are having to get this shit elsewhere yeah you know and it's like if it's for anxiety if it's just for like alcohol is infinitely more dangerous than weed and there's no fucking benefit to alcohol with the exception of red wine it, it's fascinating to me that, that we still operate in that capacity and i'm not someone who smokes weed um you know i don't smoke or drink i don't do anything like that but i st i don't discount the 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 real positives that they provide uh, people medically, um, you know, or just socially for that matter. Like, who cares? Um, yeah, no, just fucking legalize it. Go for it. I threw my arms up in excitement there because I just uh, won Noah Sindergaard's team-issued World Series jersey. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Good for you. Cool. <clears throat> I don't think I have anything else. I very well may still have stories of other things that happened. I can't recall. We didn't talk about my massage, but that I can save that for another time. Um, but yeah, you put the lotion in the basket. What? What? Put the lotion in the basket. 
All right. Yep. On that note, everybody, since Shane wants to call it a night after two hours of recording. Yeah. Um, show's probably going to blade on me. I got a show with uh, that guy tomorrow. The new guy. Okay. The guy. I totally know his name. I'm testing you. Uh, Papa? Yes, yeah, Papa Spaghetti. He'll be up tomorrow. Well, he'll he'll Tuesday. So whenever the show goes, it doesn't. Still don't know give why we're shit. not calling him Daddy. No. It's a real missed opportunity. No. It's not my goddamn call. And uh, yeah, at Dan the Flyer Van Epperly Pocket Billy underscore Pod. You too can text in about your tiny house experience two six seven two two seven zero three two eight. Plenty of ship on the website brotherlypock.com If I have not said that already, uh, Shane. You guys can uh, get me on Twitter. It is at Billy Meats, uh, and it is uh, M E A T S. Um, but the for, for is those a of you who, yeah, no, not an asshole like Katie. Um, Katie, no, She's, that was Noah. Katie was the Noah's. underscore one. Yeah, yeah, god damn it. Evan and but uh, and the A is a four. The A is a four, and there's an underscore in seven sixes in the end, just because. <laughs> Fucking stupid Twitter. Um, but no, you know, uh, look, these shows are always better when you guys are asking us questions and. Uh, you know, about literally anything, obviously. We want to kind of all over the place on the, the part one and part two of this episode. So keep calling in. Uh, you know, keep texting in. It's 267-227-0328 as Dan suffers a fucking seizure. That's my uh, lap dance. Never mind. I'd like to change my answer from earlier. <laughs> I would, in fact, give you a better lap dance than Dan. Eh, whatever. Although he does look like a vibrating egg right now. Yeah. So he's got that going for him, which is nice. (laughs) All right, everyone. Until next time, goodbye and good night.